Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talk About It Tuesdays, a podcast short from Roundtable Mindset, where we bring different articles that were either sent to us or we found throughout the week, where we discuss them uh, just for your pleasure. I'm your host, Malin. And this is Jamie. And today's article is a who's done it. Uh, it's a fun little mystery um, <laughs> brought to us by, <laughs> it is, it's a little bit of a mystery. A little bit. Um, uh, brought to us by uh, CNN, as you might have heard of them once or twice. Um, the timeline of this article is a little weird, though, just because the article we're looking at is uh, an updated version of what was originally written. I can only piece together by last year. Um, and so all these events are taking place in the past, but I think the story is being updated because there was some information that was corrected from the last time this was published. And thank goodness, because then we get to see it, right? We would have missed this. I'm, I'm loving right. it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have my, my algorithm set. So yes, you're absolutely right. We would have missed this. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just summarize the article really quick and then we can get into it. Okay. So I like to usually start off where this article comes from. So um, the best I can tell, this article comes from outer space. Outer space, from the outer regions of the solar system. Or just orbiting the Earth. Um, so what, what's going on here is the story takes place um, up on the um, International Space Station. Um, and as you can imagine, the astronauts, astronauts up there live for, you know, I think it's many months. I don't think they do more than a year. Um, and most of the time they sustain themselves with prepackaged foods or foods that have a lot of preservatives in them. Not a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables um, is what I'm trying to get to. And so the story is around an astronaut by the name of Frank Rubio. Uh, the whodunit part of it focuses around him <laughs> as the astronauts were learning how to grow tomatoes up in space. Frank Rubio went and harvested the first tomato and he put it into a little brown paper bag and he Velcroed it into a secure location because out in outer space, there's microgravity. And if you don't put things um, secure them with a Velcro, they kind of float away off into, <laughs> I guess, all around the place <laughs> or the PlayStation, the uh, International <laughs> Space Station. Um, and so in this particular case, he um, had his little bag and he saw his crewmate who was doing a public speaking of some sort, I think with, as said, with school kids. And he thought it was going to be a really good idea for him to kind of stop and show the kids. And so, um, he stopped and, you know, he's quoted in the article saying, you know, this is the first tomato ever harvested in space. Um, he was pretty confident that he Velcroed it, which is very important. So after the demonstration and he showed it to the kids, he did Velcro it where he was supposed to. And then he left. And when he came back, it was gone. So, <laughs> Here's huh. where the whodunit, whodunit come in. The Sigourney Weaver aliens. <laughs> yeah. They were hungry for a little bit of vitamins and fresh fruit. Well, and, <laughs> and here's, okay, so he now here's some of the information in the article that is just, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. So again, we've talked about the microgravity, but I've never really talked about or really realized the size of the International Space Station. So in my mind, I've seen, you know, news article articles or I've seen videos where they've interviewing astronauts and they look like they're in this little tiny confined space, right? Like maybe one or two of them can float around without bumping into each other. According to this article, it is the size of a football field 
that's this laboratory that they're in that's orbiting the earth Mm -hmm. and it has labyrinth passageways that are connecting all these different rooms in this football field size laboratory. And our, I'm going to call him our hero, Jamie, our hero, Mr. Rubio, he spent eight to 20 hours of his free time searching for this tomato. (laughs) So, and unfortunately he couldn't find it. And do you know what the other astronauts on are in the, the space station. I they can started. Only, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, they they started. They started blaming him. You know, and they were thinking that he probably, um, probably just ate it and isn't fessing up to it. Because you know, fruits, vegetables, short supply. Well, and truthfully, here's the thing. I I was thinking about it after I read this article, and I kind of remember. I remember this guy because he had spent a year or something like that. It was in the news. It was like the longest stay in space, right? Um, I thought you were going to say for the tomato. No, 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 no. (laughs) Suddenly it rings a bell. That's the tomato bell, isn't it? (laughs) No no words about the tomato at all. Like none of it was attached to that. But I do remember this guy that had spent like a year in space and it was the longest any human had been able to spend in, in, you know, microgravity, which I'm assuming is like, practically zero gravity, right? Um, right, that's my assumption. And so I kind of remember, I, I, it was, yeah, that was the guy. Um, and then he ate the tomato. What a jerk. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you're, I think you're right. I don't remember that, but he was on there for six months. He was supposed to be on the, the space station for six months. Something happened with the vehicle that was going to take him home. He had to stay another six months. So he was there just over a year, which was a very yeah. long time. He left. Um, he left the the space station. Not the tomato hadn't been found. Um, and he. We also have another astronaut that's quoted in here that I thought kind of shows the environment that he was in. This was from <laughs> Jasmine, and I'm going to butcher the last name. Mogbelli. M O G H B E L I. I apologize for for butchering that last name. Um, and Jasmine was quoted as saying, um, "He's been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato." Uh, but now, um, after Rubio landed, guess what, Jamie? You'll never guess what happened. This poor man has been on the, the, the space station telling everyone he didn't eat this tomato. Nobody believing him. He has to leave. And do you know what happened after he left? <laughs> he pulled the tomato out of his pocket and ate it when he got back to Earth. <laughs> Yeah. No, they found the tomato and the uh, uh, kind of just I guess floating around, I'm not sure. And Jasmine's like, "But now, but now we can exonerate him." So, that's basically that's basically what happened. That's the, It sounds like the definition of a hostile work environment. The poor guy was like being blamed for months. <laughs> exactly. This article to me, it's not so much the fact that they grew a tomato in space, which I think is fascinating. It's, it's not amazing. That it's amazing. This yeah. guy, this guy was, the, or even the tomato was lost or missing, or even somebody ate it. Okay, I can understand those individuals being perturbed. But what I really like to focus on this article is what's not. It's like what's not being said. To your point, <laughs> can you imagine the hostility this guy must, the side eye this guy was getting? Like this tomato is finally ripened they go he picks it says he puts it in a bag velcros it where it's supposed to be and then to it's show, not there. And you to know show children for educational purposes 
I mean, he did all the right things, and yet here they are. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. Well, and you can hear them saying, it doesn't it didn't velcro, un-velcro itself. Come on. What happened? <laughs> so, you know. I'm seeing, like, I'm feeling so seen as a parent, though. Like, mm-hmm, because the vase didn't break itself, right? Like, I, right, mm, right. It was oh, the dog. Oh, if you Whoops. didn't do it, who did it? Did the, <laughs> did the beakers get up and do it? Come on. <laughs> So yeah, so to me the 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 story that's really the important story is kind of this guy's environment because it says it was missing for months, and so you know, <laughs> floating around, hiding. I, I I guess maybe somebody started it out as a practical joke, and then maybe it escalated to the point where it, it got serious. I mean, it's serious enough that they reported on it from CNN for crying out loud. So you know, the environment in that space station probably like went from zero to ten real quick, and. I wonder if the person who took it was like, oh, this isn't funny. I can't come forward now. Right. I, I, again, right. I am I am really reaching and reading into this article, but it's just amazing to me that they blame this guy for so long. Like, isn't this isn't being an astronaut all about trusting your teammates? Well, I was going to say not only I mean, literally, we are talking about. I'm imagining schoolyard bullying from a bunch of people with PhDs. I mean, like the most educated scientists in the world who are charged to fly into outer space for six months at a time to do studies and and research and they're... Poor Rubio. I I feel so bad for the guy. (laughs) Frank, if you're listening to this, we feel for you, buddy. And (laughs) to spend eight to 20 hours of his personal time. So I know there's not a lot to a lot of things to do probably when you have your downtime. I mean, I would look out the window, but you're there for a year. So I I would only imagine that space would even start getting kind of like, eh, okay, (laughs) maybe not. But let's say you're busy all day at work. You come home and want to just zip up in your sleeping bag to get a few winks. And this guy spent time searching for this this tomato. I mean, at some point in time, if I knew I didn't eat that tomato, I would start I would start getting angry back. I would be like, no, I'm not looking for this tomato. Let it go. Let mm-hmm. it go. I didn't eat it. I don't know what happened to it. So to me, it's the story that's behind the story. The, the things that they're not talking about in this article, but they're kind of alluding to that lets my imagination run a little wild. That's what I'm loving about this article. You know, here's where I'm frustrated with the article is that it doesn't say where they found the tomato. Um, it was months later. It doesn't say how they found the tomato. like Or the condition of the tomato. Or, or exactly. What, what did that look and smell like? Because this is a curiosity to me. Um, oh, me too. Like, the, <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm so excited about this part too, because I wanted to touch on it. Go ahead. Well, and the, the last part of it is like, I'm sorry, but when you are, if you're in a micro environment... And something in what I'm imagining as like a brown paper sack goes floating around and nobody notices where it goes. Like maybe they need to do like maybe we need do we need to remodel and like close off some sections in the walls or something like what what happened? I'm so confused. Or have like a cleaning person up there just to kind of or pick up all the bits crew. and pieces. Yes, yeah. a cleaning crew. I, I don't know. It's it's something else. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I wanted to touch on really quick was um, the article re- re- refers to it as it's in a certain degree of rot. And to me, produce, meats, any kind of spoiled food, when you hear the word rot, I don't know about you, but like my nose crinkles because I'm like, mm, there's the smell associated with rot. Like 
And to your point, it's a circulated environment. So you're pre- probably rebreathing in the same air over and over again, right? So you would think somebody would smell you this and that. be like, Som- something is not right. Maybe that's how they found it. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Maybe that's the only reason they found it, because it was like, dude, what is that smell? I'm done with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, just to go around and be like, nobody can find it. This Frank Rubio is being blamed. You know, it, it kind of reminds me, we did an, an episode on Roundtable Mindset where we talked about adult bullying. Is adult bullying a thing? <laughs> I kind of feel like this guy was probably bullied a little bit, because if you can imagine... Everybody wanted some tomato. They're probably calling Frank, you know, you're selfish. Where's the tomato? You just ate it. Why can't you give us some? I mean, again, my mind is reaching, but it kind of seems like would society unravel if if (laughs) the only fresh fruit or vegetable was a tomato and it goes missing or you think somebody ate it? Is that how anarchy starts in the in a community? Well, and can you imagine? I mean, I don't I don't know. I the one thing that has always kind of fascinated me about the International Space Space Station is the hours and days and months of solitude. And, you know, like you don't have any options. I've, I have been quarantined in my house for five days because I have been sick and I'm going a little stir crazy. I can't imagine six months in outer space where you can't even like step out your front door and be like, okay, I am, I'm alive. This is not reality. Like this is reality. I am not imagining things, you know, and then to have a tomato go missing and like the intrigue and the amount of, <laughs> I, I just, well, the anticipation, <laughs> the anticipation that one tomato probably gave to the whole crew. Cause you know, to yeah. your point, let's go outside of our environment Get a fre- breath fresh of air, maybe change our scenery. You can't do that up there. Nope. <laughs> and if the only thing everyone's looking for is this one tomato that's finally ripened and then it goes missing, I, I, again, I can kind of see where this all starts falling apart. But to what you said earlier, these are all very highly educated people, yep. you know, people looking to expand our frontier into the great beyond, into you, the universe. <laughs> and we are sitting here just like discussing a tomato that was lost and blaming another astronaut sounds sus yeah i I do want to say they finally did you know like i said they jasmine said they exonerated him but they finally did you know communicate to him that hey the tomato was actually up here the whole time and i hope an intergalactic apology yeah i hope whoever (laughs) was left up there they really like somehow got him a message and it's like listen frank we're really sorry (laughs) because I just, I just, I just have a feeling this guy probably suffered through a lot of ridicule, side eye, maybe some huffs, some elbow nudges. I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm reaching here, but I'm reading between the lines. This could be a movie plot. Like, I mean, it could be like Spaceballs, you know, like some sort of a satire, <laughs> satire of, of outer space or something. <laughs> Could you imagine who ate my tomato? And that's where the story begins. But anyways, oh, it was another, yeah, it's another lighthearted. So um, thank you for, you know, for the, everyone who's listening, people sending in articles or talking about articles, please keep them coming. Uh, we enjoy looking through them. Uh, there's some of them that have made us laugh. There's a couple that we are just, you know, we're kind of waiting for the right time of the year to kind of bring those forward and talk about them. Um, but so far this has been, this has been fun and 
this one I shake my head because I'm like, when <laughs> of all the things they could have really focused on, but it was Frank Rubio misplacing a tomato. Who, Who done did it? it? Yeah. <laughs> Who done it? It was great. Thanks, Malin. Yep. All right. Um, I think that's it for us today. Everyone that's listening, have a great Tuesday and a great rest of your week. And we will see you next time with a new article and brand new opinions. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye.